the issue of my name, just those who haven't seen me two years ago, let's re-baseline, offer, not offer, <laughs> yes, special offer, that's, uh, <laughs> that's something I got early in my career from salespeople, and in board I was also branded attractive offer. <laughs> I took that. <laughs> Data torture and why crime pays, um, also rebaselining for everyone. Famous UK economist uh, once said, if you torture data long enough, it will confess. If torturing data was a crime, Benedetta and I would be in jail. Benedetta sits there, she's in my team, came especially from Lake Como to here. Torturing sales folks using data, crime pays. I'm looking forward to your faces in the next uh, few slides. And transforming cells using data, it's an attractive offer. Okay, so let's, uh, let's roll. I'll admit, um, I knew exactly what I want to talk about and, and the me message and, uh, that I want to convey, but I had a writer's block on how do I make it as interactive or, or kind of transform, give the message right from the beginning about the future, and um, then get you through the torture, which uh, will exemplify some of uh, the investment you need to make in order to realize the gain from the amazing technology at our disposal. And the writer block uh, was unblocked, um, thankfully, last week, over the weekend, while Eddie is screaming at me, slides, slides, slides. <laughs> I was uh, attending Friday, just last Friday, Five days ago, um, Las Vegas. I was in Las Vegas for pleasure, not for business. The pleasure was um, being at the Sphere. How many of you heard of the Sphere, seen this clip or that clip of it? This was literally stepping into the future. Unbelievable. YouTube show this structure, um, not only a screen on the outside, it's also responsive to its environment. That's the week before. You can see the Formula One track and the head or the, was moving and shaping to and reacting to the cars. It's just unbelievable structure just to look at it from, from the outside. When you step inside, I'll let you try and understand what you're looking at. 20,000 people. All one big screen, U2 is down here, that's the stage. Um, 167,000 speakers. Can you, this thing was built to entertain. Yeah, all the um, um, issues that you get with special, with venues that you turn into music halls, such as stadiums or, or hockey, um, um, arenas and, and the such, all re-engineered for this unbelievable, unbelievable experience. And the, you know, the things that come together here was best said by Bono. And when he said it, I just took my phone out and said, that's it. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Science, engineering, um, art, music, everything comes together to pleasure you. There were literally haptics in, in the seat that you're sitting on to make you feel it even um, in a more enhanced way. It just, and, and the screen changes every time. And it's just unbelievable 
um, unforgettable a lifetime experience, which I recommend, maybe not you too, but whomever comes next, it's, uh, it's going to be there to stay. So with all that, it's not as amazing as this. <laughs> How many times we've seen this thing? Uh, lead to cash, uh, sometimes referred to, I like to extend it a little bit from plan to, to cash or to renew. So, so such a lovely Chevron slide and, and all that good stuff. And I, we've posted um, a survey on LinkedIn and asked, um, only 13 responses we got, I didn't, I'll show the response in a minute, but I asked how many uh, use cases, like sales rep use cases, that they can take a technology, you can put a technology to support one of those steps from you know, market, nurture, prospect, qualify, mature, close, deliver value and whatnot. And I want by a show of hands, like who thinks we have one to 15 technologies? One, again, remember sales rep entering 16 to 30, 31 to 60, 60 plus, okay. The answer on the survey was also leaning towards the 60 plus. I decided to do an exercise of only the stuff I know. I came up with this, there's 37 here, but, and um, some of them are literally, the one marked with the uh, blue dots are literally ones that we ask a sales rep to enter something, to enter data, whether it's CRM, we all know CRM, or um, account planning can be a different piece of software, outreach cadences, all those softwares that allow us to build cadences and, and nurture proactively some of our leads, content sharing systems, to, and I won't mention each one, to DocuSign for signage of contracts, CPQ can be a different piece of technology, Proposal management, when you got an RFR and RFX, and I can go on and so on and on. That's just the system of engagement, the systems you need to be aware of, um, can um, be, be business intelligence, right? The BI systems. And within the BI systems, as you all well know, there could be various experiences. One guy builds his insights dashboard in one way and another builds in a completely different way and it could be the same BI system or different KPIs or the same KPIs with different numbers. It's endless. It's really endless and it's only becoming more complicated. I've listed um, just the vendors I've seen in my career. It's one use case per vendor, right? And, and there's many more. I'm just trying to make a point. There's so much richness here. And some of those technologies are, are truly amazing. Yeah, they're really time-saving. But how do we harness that uh, power, the power of technology? So one of the challenges I've received when I came to board was what's our ideal customer profile? What is ideal customer profile? So the challenge was articulated to me, we're a horizontal company, meaning our solution fits many industries. We have about 2,000 customers. We have extremely opportunistic sales. Who doesn't have this problem? 
and uh, we need to double or triple sales productivity. So we can't be doing what we're doing. Who are the right clients to go after? How do we get more of them in the funnel? And how do we distinguish and focus sales on the right ones? And I use here, um, I hope my wife doesn't watch this video. My wife is a yoga teacher. And um, if she puts three weeks salary together, she can step into Louis Vuitton and at best buy a scarf. However, she can keep the seller busy for an hour and a half showing her every bag in the shop. Whilst 20 potential customers with enough money in their pockets just pass by and say, he looks really busy. I just step over to Chanel, right? If Louis Vuitton could filter all yoga teachers married to me, <laughs> they'd, they'd do it. <laughs> so what is the ideal customer profile? So it was um, some immediately I understood that the challenge or the solution will involve uh, people. I need input uh, from the best salespeople, best sales managers. I will, at the end of the process, need some buy-in. There'll be some data science. Yes, uh, process redefinition, insights, maybe even compensation impact, and even uh, technology involved. All that is in the mix of the solution. It will require some investment in terms of buying technology um, and time. Um, it's going to become probably a new operational capability. So I'm going to put this word out there, operational capability, and I'll come back to it after the torture. Um, new maturity curve and uh, new mindset. That's Phil yelled at me when I didn't have this one. <laughs> so what is ideal customer profile? If you Google it up, who is likely to buy smoothly and on time, have a successful implementation, upsell, cross-sell, renew, and be a great reference? Don't we all want those type of customers yeah, that are retainable and we can... Um, sell and sell and expand. What I've added to this mix is a meaningful new logo land, a meaningful expansion, and a rinse repeat motion that we can do it again and again and again across all geographies, across all countries, across, across all salespeople. What are the detractors of that? Sales opportunism. The seller in Louis Vuitton who cannot distinguish what, uh, which customers are walking through the door. Lack of discipline, ineffective demand generation. If my demand generation engine pumps the wrong leads, those are the leads I have to work with. So it leads to wasted marketing dollars, unprofitable revenue. One of our biggest customers of Board International is UNHCR. UNHCR is the refugee agency of the United Nations. Can I tell my salespeople, go after non-profit organizations? You're going to make big bucks there? No. Also, the implementation of UNHCR was a nightmare because we never implemented process for a refugee agency. So it's a, a whole unprofitable revenue that at the same time we acquired this customer, maybe we could have acquired five 
others that would be much more easy to, easier to implement and expand. So Western, and of course, Western time on uh, lost deals and renewals. So all the good reasons why to focus your company on ideal customer profile. So now, now I show you one last slide like this, and then we uh, come here. <laughs> okay, and I'll try to make it uh, um, as easy as possible. The idea is this, okay, we're going to go steps, come back to this slide every time, and I want to give you some real feel to, to, the, to the world and, and to how much investment this takes. So we'll start with this guy. The first um, analysis, the very, very specific analysis, uh, simple analysis, was the revenue of the company. Okay, 297 customers deliver 63% um, of the revenue, but that's only 14% of the customers. 1,700, I had the number here somewhere, um, of the customers are the long tail of the company. That long tail drags us from growth. So that was kind of realization. The 100K mark looked kind of right for the company I'm in to start go exploring. The second, input from people. Sorry. Technology. What defines ideal customer profile? So we have listed these attributes, categorized as firmographics, meaning the type of um, attributes an account carries from turnover, number of employees, country, industry, and so on. Technographics. If your solution works better with other technologies, there are technographics vendors today that are really clever in the way they deliver their um, data. They harvest billions of data points, like someone posting a, a job posting. I worked in, uh, uh, sorry, a CV posting. I, I worked for Board International for ServiceNow before Board, and I used Anaplan. Well, ServiceNow must have Anaplan as a technology. Or if I'm looking for CPQ, Salesforce CPQ developer, then I must have Salesforce CPQ. So they harvest all this stuff and they build a technology profile very specific technology. They track 14,000 products, and they, they know exactly what companies use. So if my product works better in, with certain technologies, for sure that customer is more attractive to me. And other stuff, again, interest of time. We interviewed um, the salespeople. We asked them, when you look through a customer coming through the door, what are the main um, attributes that interest you? And we ranked them. And then we ranked for ourselves the ease of obtaining this data and came up with a strategy of which data vendors will uh, bring this data and how we're going to calculate those attributes. And then we came to the real fun part here is finding doing the data torture, right? And I'll give one example. We ran a correlation between the number of employees in, that the company has and the uh, industry and the amount of annual recurring revenue we're getting. So, for example, in the transportation, every dot here is a customer. In the transportation industry, 
Yeah, we have one fish here that has lots of employees and delivers lots of uh, annual recurring revenue. However, the next transportation industry customer or lead that comes through the demand engine, it's going to be pretty hard for me to sell for him. I don't have real use cases. I don't have experience in implementing transportation industry. So I don't want to rank this, this industry and number of employees in a, in, a, in a high order. However, up here in discrete manufacturing, I have lots of customers. There's clear correlation between a number of employees and annual recurring revenue, meaning if a lead comes through the door with 10,000 employees in discrete manufacturing, I know how to sell to this guy. I know how to implement to this uh, guy. And I know I can um, have some great references to, to show. So that way, we went and scored every category and correlation we could find. That's where the Benedetta came into the picture. Then I'll jump right here. We did a litmus test. And uh, I want to draw your attention here. We did a purchase analysis. What is a purchase analysis? The first time, the second time, the third time, the fourth time that the customer buys from Board International. ICP versus non-ICP. The first purchase for ICP was 105K versus the second purchase of 49K, 42, and you can see how it runs up for ICP. Ideal customer profile. So the customers we categorize as ideal customers. The ones that are not ICP, half the size of the first purchase, half the size of expansion, and just diminishing over time. So clearly, we got something right in the definition. We then looked at the sales cycle. Ideal customer profile versus non-ideal customer profile. Again, it's scoring algorithm based on all the attributes that we've collated. First purchase, ICP takes a little longer versus non-ICP. Second purchase, a little faster. Overall, 480 days here, 466. Let's call it even. So the same amount of selling time double the revenue, annual recurring revenue. Moreover, ICP customer who bought a first time, 40% of them buy second time versus 30% non-ICP. Third time, 22% versus 15%. Again, it looks like no big numbers, but when you overlay one over the other, it's huge difference in terms of frequency of buying again. So same amount of time, double the revenue, win rates also higher, and more purchase subsequent purchases. So building all that into some kind of sales efficiency index, we came to some ratio that basically enables, enables us to track the business in the future if we're doing well on selling to ICP or not. But what do you do in, with all that? Many companies get to this point, back to the technologies, and the analysis is, is amazing, but what, what do you do with all that information? How does it come back to technology? How do you change your demand generation engine? And this is, the, for, me, for me, the best, um, the best story. 
we all have our CRM platform. We all have accounts in the CRM and pipeline in the CRM, and we have data vendors enriching. We went to our data vendors or acquired new data vendors, and we had enriched, um, had them code our ICP algorithm on their own platform and enrich with ICP data the CRM system. Mind you, our data vendors have three, four billion account records. We don't want three, four billion account records in our CRM system. We will clog it. We want just 200,000, just to have enough in the main markets that we operate in and have that being pushed into the CRM system. We then have our own planning platform. We don't write code in the CRM system. It's not best practice. Our own planning platform reads all the records from the CRM, does the ICP model, and writes back to the CRM system the ICP score. This then is grouped to ICP account lists that goes to our account-based marketing system. Account-based marketing system, in this instance demand-based, has affiliates that they push advertisements to. So if I target Royal Mail, as an example, and John goes into his LinkedIn profile, and LinkedIn is affiliate of DemandBase, and they say, wait a minute, I don't know John, but I know he's Royal Mail, and I know Bod is pushing for Royal Mail as a client, and we put marketing dollars behind the ICP list. So we say to, our affiliate, to the affiliates, we're going to pay you pay-per-click five times, ten times more for ICP versus non-ICP. We linked it in the technology. We linked the account list to the campaign. Therefore, it's in the interest of LinkedIn to push to Royal Mail a board banner when John goes through, scrolls through his homepage on LinkedIn. So far... Based on cookies and whatnot, we, know, we start to know John. We start nurturing John. John showed intent. And we accelerate through scoring the fact that he's ICP contact and not versus non-ICP contact. It goes into our marketing automation system, Marketo, which has a scoring algorithm to score MQLs also by ICP. If it's ICP, give it extra points. This comes to um, an MQL back into the CRM system, Marketing Qualified Leads, based on a, a quite elaborate scoring mechanism. And this is my favorite part. The BDRs, the business development reps, without knowing what the hell is ICP, we just tell them if it's A plus rank, A or B, that's ICP for us, if you see on the account record, A plus A or B, you're going to get 2x versus 1x on non-ICP customer. So again, Could you explain 2x and 1x? Yeah, our BDR gets paid 200 quid per a lead that they pass to sales, and sales accept it into the pipeline. If sales says, that's a good lead, I'm going to engage with it, based on all kinds of qualification criteria, they get ching-ching, however they get double ching-ching 
if it's an ICP customer. Okay, so now we have BDRs fishing in the MQLs, line Q for ICP because that's where the money is. And uh, I, I liken it like when you open the tap in your home and water is coming out, I don't know if the water came from a water reservoir or it came from, from um, a desalination device or, or whatnot, or from your roof uh, just uh, <laughs> collecting rainwater. You don't, it's water coming out of the tap. And that's what it is for the BDRs. I don't need them an expert on, on every dimension of the ICP, uh, put, uh, the way we constructed ICP. I just tell them three letters you look, A plus AB. It's that, you get double. So in the journey I just described, there are eight technologies that we have merged together to deliver something amazing to the organization. And I'll explain why it's amazing in a minute. There are another four that I can think of off the top of my head that we didn't yet uh, um, merge into ICP. You could, you could do anything from cadences, ICP, content for, per ICP, even pricing per ICP. If you are A+, plus, we know it can deliver a lot of value for you. It could be a special price list for A+. Plus. Okay, so there's a lot to do here. And again, the merging, that plumbing slide I saw you before. By the way, you know, I, I, last presentation I was called the dentist. I, I, I thought of now I'm turning into a plumber and I have a picture with that but <laughs> anyway the point is taken the, the, the putting those technologies together and if I um, show kind of how we measure ourselves when we look at four quarter trailing average you can see the ICP booking what um, is happening with ICP booking Basically, we started talking about this peak around Q3, Q4. You can see ICP booking um, going, um, gaining a share in our um, um, overall booking. The win rates of ICP are higher than non-ICP. The um, average deal size uh, started going up. What this less surprised me, what surprised me is the non-ICP, how stagnant that is. There's no movement on the average deal size of non-ICP. But the more you focus on ICP, why don't you, wouldn't, my mind went, why would you have a non-ICP opportunity? Why would you even pursue that, given all the data? So um, I'm gonna skip a few things here and, and try and make a point. So we spoke about, you've seen some of the elements here that I've um, mentioned before, but the, the, this word, operational capability, what does it mean? And this really goes to what John said. The, the thing you are doing as a business hardly ever changes. Yeah, the, the, what the business does changes rarely. That's the capability that you are trying to enable. Capability, uh, see on the backbone of capability is process, how the capability will be delivered. There is people who is involved what the skills you need, what is the incentive model you need, what organizational structure you need. There is the KPIs and the insights, how you measure it, or the inputs, outputs towards other capabilities. And there's systems, what types of technologies, capabilities do I need? Application, infrastructure. 
if we think through that lens rather than here's another piece of software, then we're really starting to understand what is it that we are delivering. Governance sits on top. So if I layer this here and I put capability horizontally, that's this circle and the governance on top, and I start building a maturity curve. And I'll just paint this slide quickly. In the sense of ICP, let's again look through this lens. The fact that we didn't define before ICP didn't mean the tribal knowledge didn't exist within the organization. The tribal, like if, if you go to employee who's been 20 years with the company, they know exactly where to go. I don't need to tell them. However, the next general manager through the door in the US, he hasn't been here. He doesn't know what the ideal customer profile is. So then you run some discovery, like I described. You talk to people, you look at the attributes, you, you run some data, some litmus tests, and then you get to the corporate application. The corporate application is what I described with the tap. The water is coming out, there's more ICP in the water now. Nobody needs to know how we got there. It's just coming more, and you know you go after the A plus, A, B. Nobody needs to understand it at this point in time. The next level of maturity is the field application. It's when you have a buy-in from everyone around you to the concept of ideal customer profile, and then you start designing sales territories around ideal customer profile, not just waiting for the leads to come in for ideal customer profile. You, um, understand your white space. You understand why Italy is so great in retail. However, we don't have retail in the US as customers. So what does Italy do? The, the knowledge is right there. I don't need to go and buy it. I just need to go and interview the Italian country manager to copy paste what he did for Versace, as an example, into another luxury brand in the US. So it's really awareness in the field. And then strategic expansion is really when the mindset um, um, changes, where I am going outside of my ICP, but I'm intentionally doing so. I'm going after oil and gas in the US whilst I have no customers, but I have a playbook to how to go after them. I don't go randomly after oil and gas just because the price uh, per oil barrel went up. Okay, so that's the strategic ex expansion. So again, illustrating a five point, I like the five points that you had on your, it kind of corresponds, right? If you put really the KPIs that measure each, and being very detailed, don't worry, I'm not gonna. Yeah, you, you put the KPIs that you really tells you which level you operate in. And um, I define typically number four as return on investment. If we, the KPIs here tell me that I'm at level number four, I know I have return on investment on the technology, on the capability, everything I put into that capability. Then the discussion kind of goes away. I don't know how many of you have been in the room when someone says, what are we using this software for? Let's just get rid of it. Well, depends if we, if that software supports this capability and we have all agreed there's an ROI on that capability, why would you take that software? You don't need to reinvent the wheel, re, re, redo the business case every time there's a renewal coming up, and vice versa. If the maturity is not happening, why would you keep all this stack there if it's not being used? 
the way um, we've operationalized it, and we're still on the journey, and maybe not with me anymore, but the journey is still valid in my opinion. The way we have defined the KPIs is so that we can put every sales rep to a maturity level. Okay, score them. And then all that goes, every technology that we use, we have a score, uh, the average score of all the salespeople and how they use that technology across every area. And that allows us to come here to one company score of technology adoption. Yeah? Try to zoom into that to make my point. Okay, anyway, you got it. 4.5 is the company, it's made up, but it's the company adoption score. If I'm not happy with whatever is here, I can go and say, wait a minute, whoops, what's happening here? Who is that? Multi-country area. They're not performing well. Where are they not performing well? Oh, Salesforce. They're not updating Salesforce. How, why they're not? What, where, what's, where it goes wrong um, for Salesforce on them? And I can see exact KPIs basically giving a recipe to the leader to say, where are you failing? Or where are you not, why are you not getting return on investment <clears throat> on your technology? And that, that thing allows you to zoom, zoom in and zoom out. So imagine every QBR, you put every GM in front of the score, and you say, last, uh, last QBR, you were 3.9, now you're 4.1, well done. No, you went down, where did you go down? Why did you go down? Etc. The conversation changes. Puts people on the spot a little bit, but in a, in a way that's meant to help. That's meant to make them more productive. That's to, meant to raise their productivity. So I guess my tagline or the, the final conclusion, that is, it takes a lot of work, right? You've you got to be intentional. You've got to invest before you create something that is truly wow. And I don't see it happening enough we, in, in the selling world, especially given the acceleration of the amount of sales technologies that we have. And uh, to make my point even uh, more stark, I'll give you a little clip. <laughs> Did anyone think about technology when they saw this? <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, that was great. So, offer. Questions for offer for anyone? So does your definition of ICB keep changing? Are you feeding yes. back for this? Yeah, yes, so it's not, yes, it's, not it's ever evolving. Yeah. It's ever evolving. That's correct. Because you've got to keep measuring, keep fishing best practices, keep um, scoring it. Yeah. and reviewing it, not too much, like you're changing, but uh, it, it's completely, yeah, but the, the way the technology layout was set up is that if we intentionally want to go now after oil and gas, I only have to go to the planning platform, change a few scores, and the whole ship just, yeah, it, the whole thing, it, it automatically updates the score in the CRM system that updates this list to demand base, that updates the, the spend criteria for the affiliates and the whole thing just starts moving in that direction before I told anyone. 
Thank you. Any other questions? Thank you. Um, how long did that exercise take, and how do you ensure adoption across the sales teams? So um, the process took us good nine months before, because we had no playbook. We had to come up with everything ourselves. So it took us good nine months that can be shortened um, significantly if you have the playbook and you, you know what to look for and which questions to ask. Um, I would rate us at corporate application right now. I don't think the field has adopted it fully yet as far as sales territories and, and other criteria that I would have a score at four. So, but at corporate application for sure that, uh, that uh, is working at the moment. I know we've got some data people in this room. Anyone else have any questions? Yes, there's one at the back. Hi. Um, Sorry, could you introduce yourself? Oh, I'm Liam. Hi. Everybody. <laughs> um, how, do you know, how do you know you're not missing out on other opportunities in the sense that you're focusing on an ideal customer, but you might be missing out on ideal customers you don't know you don't know about, if that makes sense? in the sense that you only, your data is only as good in, on your ideal customers and is only good as the customers you've currently got. Correct. And I would say this also applicable for customers, companies with a lot less customers, that at least you have a perception or, or, or a playbook for the customers that um, you wish to have. It's, I mentioned that this, this is a horizontal company, but also vertical companies. Um, can, can benefit from it. I'll give you an example of a client I spoke to and they uh, operate in strictly in the vertical and they, and, and they said only um, uh, 5,000 5, employees and above is our sweet spot. And, um, and they, they named a few verticals and I said, well, I have something that matches your vertical. They're, they're in, a, in a certain city called New York and they have 30,000 employees and are they really... Uh, suitable, suitable for you, customers for you, and they said yes. And I said, well, the, the thirty thousand janitors in uh, cleaning up buildings in New York. The, so is that really the, the sweet spot you want to go after, or thirty thousand consultants of Accenture? The, 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 the point was made that it's it's there's always a way to slice who you're going after. Yes, there's going to be someone that emerging ICP, I call it, that you want to keep an eye for. But you, when you are aggressively starving for doubling productivity and you know where the speed, sweet spot, it's not the time to experiment. It's the time to go for sure. Thank you.